You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Hi, welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry. Joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Howdy! And we are uh, coming up on spring break, I guess. Spring getting, break is it's getting close. Just around the corner, different times. Very different. near. We have uh, finalized. You don't. You really don't have this yet because uh, your daughter is still so young. Very little. But when the kids get older, spring break becomes a deal. Yes. Mom wants to go somewhere for spring break. Well, I remember it vaguely, what spring yeah. break is all about. So, Which, by the way, when I was a kid, there was never an expectation that we would do something. Right. For anything. Spring break was just like... You were out of school, and you went and played in the ditch all day. Played in the fort in the woods or whatever. With a stick and a rock. But now, our privileged children, where are you taking us for spring break? Yes. Right. So, it was decided by the family, and I resisted it, (laughs) but it was decided that that we are going to go uh, back to the home home stand. We are going to Dallas. Uh, Dallas, going Texas. To Dallas is Bobby and I met in Dallas, and her grandmother lives there, and aunts and uncles are there, and the kids have never been. So, we're going to Dallas. So, her mother... Uh, and boyfriend, they want to go. So we are going to drive. You're going to freaking drive from Tampa to Dallas? 17 hours. Oh. 16 to 17 hours we're going to drive. Have you ever done a road trip like that with your kids? Not with the kids, no. But I feel that it is my responsibility as a parent to educate my children on limits and the like. And uh, when you think about it, like there are phrases my children do not understand. For example, they've led a privileged life. They don't know what the term living hell means <laughs> now for the rest of their lives when things go bad for them they will be able to say this is bad but it's not as bad as that spring break when we had to get into the van <laughs> with mom and dad and nanny and drive to dallas texas and you get to uh you get to say the magic words stop pulling your sister's hair well that's not a problem now <laughs> now it's now it's it's um i they're fighting over who gets to use the charger you know, because oh, the, the yeah. thing is dead. And that and this is such a parenting thing to say, but they have it so easy compared to when we were kids. When yes, you what'd you do? You sat in the back seat and you played road bingo or you slept until you woke up with your face all matted with sweat on the Ooh, side. I had um I had, you know, you could get like chess, but they were little tiny magnetic ones. Right. And so you could play those. Or luckily in the uh, in my childhood we had a Game Boy, but there were not Well, see that right there is woo. But there are not enough double A batteries on Earth to power a Game Boy for a seventeen hour car trip. <laughs> It's like, yeah, yeah, right. But they got, oh, they got the thing. Oh, you can watch TV. You can, you know, listen to music. You can play a game. And and yeah, turn your freaking phone into a hotspot, Dad, so I can watch uh, Netflix the entire seventeen. That's a good point. Yeah, see, seventeen hours is just enough time to binge watch probably a couple of things on Netflix. Right. You your daughters could catch up on House of Cards. That's a really good one for kids. (laughs) (laughs) So let me tell you about my week. Walking Dead. Let me tell you about my week. So it has been the first three months of this year have been insane. Like businesses is, is uh, it's it's busy. It's not so busy where I'm like, hey, check out how busy I am. But it's busy to the point where we're now that we have the kid and Julie works from home and everything. It's busy to the point where we're having issues handling the workflow in the in a way that we're comfortable with. So like we're at this point. There's a weird point in business where you're busy enough to be struggling to keep up with the work but not busy enough to hire somebody oh, to do the I've job. Li- I've lived at that. Yeah, We've yeah. lived at that point for like five years. Yeah, and so that's pretty much where we're at right now. But the um, uh, we're talking about hiring somebody like, you know, full-time or, or at least part-time this year. But um, so I had three things happen to me yesterday in my business that have never happened to me before. Three things. Three things in 10 years that have never happened to me. One, 
we found out, um, you know, that um, we have all this stuff coming up, and I realized that we're booked until April, and I think this is, you know, the beginning of March, and I'm booked until the end of April. We just got stuff. We got trips, and we got speaking engagements, and we have shoots, and we have events for corporate clients. We got all kinds of stuff coming up. And um, I had this day where I had a couple of small sessions in the morning, and then I had one session in the late afternoon at like 6 o'clock at night, and then I had the whole day in the middle to catch up. Okay. So my last session ended at like noon, I didn't have a session until 6, and so I was just cruising. This is a, these are the days when I sit in the office, I turn on the computer, play some music, and I just grind through all the mundane shit that I've been putting aside for weeks. And so... My first session, we have so many companies that we work for that are um, acronyms, like AT&T is not one of them, but just to give you an example, right. in case anybody didn't know what an acronym is. I think was. we all know what an acronym is. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so we've got companies like uh, UFT, and we've got another company that's like UTF, right. and then we've got other companies that are like CDA, and a company that's CBA, and so it's hard to kind of keep them all straight, so I've gotten in the habit of putting all of their files with like the full name of the company, you know, but, um, so, but they all have, they send us anybody new they hire that they need to get the headshot to match other headshots, everybody else that we've done in the company. And so first appointment in the morning, one company's coming in and Julie's like, I'm not sure which company it is. I didn't write down. I think it might be the wrong one. I'm not sure who it is. So the lady gets to my studio and I'm set up for like the UPR company, but she works for the UPA company and the lighting setup is completely wrong. See, now right away that's interesting to me. Who says their lighting setup is wrong? Is it because you, you, you do headshots for this company, so you have to reproduce? She I has to look to, exactly the same. I have to match all the other ones for everybody right, that works okay. for that company. And how do you keep track of your lighting setups for each company? Honestly, um, there aren't that many that I differ in corporate headshots. They're pretty simple. But I usually go back to the most recent session, and I look at what I did there, and I can usually work you can just look at You can look at the picture and tell what you no, did. Because you've got two or three you use, yeah, so you know what they look like. A, a, really, a really well-organized person would probably have these lighting diagrammed right. out. But like, right. I only own like three lights, so right. it's how not that many, hard to figure out. How many configurations? It's on the left or it's on the right or it's straight overhead with a bounce. So so this lady comes in and so she's got to sit there for like 15 minutes while I rearrange all the lights in the studio and put up a different backdrop. So that was kind of embarrassing. Session ended up being great. That was the first thing that's never happened to me before as many of these acronyms we got. See, I find that I find that amazing that that has never happened. Right. Before. Just never happened. So right. in, in 10 years. And then um, next thing that happened was I do headshots for a lot of actors and entertainment. I did headshots for a six-month-old baby. All right. In the entertainment industry, you typically don't do professional headshots for babies because they're changed every month. They're yeah. completely different. And because, um, you know, it's a baby. The only thing that casting directors and agents <laughs> care about when it comes to a baby is like age, sex, and ethnicity. Like, I need a, I need a six-month-old Caucasian baby with red right. hair. And I'm just thinking, like, you know, they change so fast that they're looking at the thing. Like, this is a good baby. And then he comes in. He's got, like, two-day-old Stubble, he's 16. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's, I mean, you know, so has, has it been a while since is, you updated how, your headshot? How old is this headshot? <laughs> it's, been, it, it's, it's been a while. You know? And so um, no. I've never done that before. I've never shot a six months old headshot. And I even told the parents, I even tried to discourage them from right. coming in. You want to be upfront about it. You but don't they, want to disappoint them. They pulled up in like a brand new BMW and they got lots of money and they want to spend it. So he's like, yeah, we're going to want to bring her in like every three months. I'm like, that's okay. fine. Luckily, the kid was great. Really cool baby, really beautiful session went fine. And then I get down to the magic zone. I'm going to sit at my computer. I lock the door to the studio because um, people are always walking into my studio trying to go to the place next door. And right. so I lock the door to the studio. I'm like, I got like five hours before my next session. I'm just going to rock through all this work. 
And then five minutes in, I sit down, I got my burrito bowl kicking, and I got me a soda right there, and I got Netflix running on one screen, I got all my work in front of me. The burrito bowl, this is a burrito in a bowl? Well, it's like, you know, it's the contents of a burrito. Without the without the bun. Without the burrito, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We need to know. These are questions that are that, are, that our yeah, listeners need. They're to burning. Know. The yeah, burning, burning questions. What exactly is in the burrito bowl? We need to know. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> well, I, you are. You were eating it. I'd like to know what's in the burrito bowl. Rice and beans and things. Right now, someone in Ogden, Utah, is saying, "What do they put in the burrito bowl in, in Orlando, Florida?" Rice, beans, pulled pork, salsa. I don't know stuff like that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> are these refried? Refried beans? Uh, black beans. Black meat, yeah. not, not the refried. No, no, okay. not this time. Sometimes right. I do refried, but oh. not this time. You I call, wasn't in the mood. You call that a burrito. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I, interrupting your story. I know. I'm like, I know I am. I'm in the middle of a really long story. Okay, That's so, why I have to interrupt you, or else people will tune in. Tuning in for the first time think it's just, you know, photobomb with Gary. It's the Gary show. It's Gary bomb. <laughs> All right, go ahead. It's, literally, it's Gary so bombing. You, so you've got it. You've got the, the thing is locked up. you got the burrito bowl. You're in the zone. you got the headphones. You're listening. You're jamming. You're ready to go. And all I hear, like on the door on the door it's the baby no. <laughs> the baby came he back pissed off he already changed and needed new headshots just by going to the parking lot he's pissed off he's, <laughs> that baby was pissed you, you call this retouching <laughs> that was an angry ass baby um oh, you no. only took two weeks off me oh my goodness gracious okay so uh, you've forgotten the end of the story now haven't no you? no i got all it right, all right go ahead so it's a client okay and uh, so I open the door, and it's this really beautiful young girl, great kind of exotic look, but kind of kind of got the cool nerdy glasses thing, and just really. Oh, I love those. Yeah, and then she um, um, knocks on the door, and I open the door, and I look at her, and I'm like, "Hi, can I help you?" And she goes, "Hey, my name's so and so. I have a, a a one o'clock appointment." Oh. And I go, "I don't have you on my calendar at all," and. What uh, like I don't know um, what happened. I come on in, sit down. I'll see if I can figure it out. So I'm trying to get Julie on the phone, and she's like in the shower or changing the baby's diaper, and she's not answering the dang right. phone. And so I'm sitting there in the back room, like, what the hell? What the hell? Because like, usually I get like a little dossier on the client, like, are they an actor? Are they in business? Or what are they looking for? With sample images of stuff that they like. A dossier. Dossier. Does it self destruct after you read it? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool if it did. Though, yeah, right? dude, that'd be. I'd have a lot of like black marks on the walls in my studio. That I'm just saying. I've never used the word. <laughs> Dossier in my life. <laughs> so I get I get a, a small explanatory file. <laughs> <laughs> I get a dossier. And so um, you have to rip this top secret tag off. <laughs> hmm, it's actually glasses. it's all audio, you know. Yeah. And um, and she's got a hair and makeup artist coming. Oh, she's got the appointment, and she's like that she had emailed with Julie. And so I finally got a hold of Julie, and she's like, "Yeah, I sent her an email that said." We have sessions available. These are the dates and times of our next couple of available sessions. Let Never me, heard back. Let me know which one you want. Didn't hear back. Oh, yeah. She just picked one and showed just up. showed up, yeah. Because they think that that means you're going to be standing at the door waiting for whoever, right. whoever comes in. So, you know, and I don't do well with surprises with stuff like this. Right. I usually have like a... Well, of, who does? I, it throws you off your rhythm. I usually have kind of a diva meltdown in these moments. And so, oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't handle... Oh. Like when I got a set plan in my head for the right. day, which is weird because I don't really do that at weddings when things never go right. But it's my... Well, that you can't be a wedding photographer yeah. and do that. In my head, I'm having a studio day. Well, I get all the, right. I get all this, and now I realize I'm not getting anything done, and I don't even know no, listen, what lighting setup I'm going to use. That's legitimate because in your head, like you know, today is going to be a day where I'm going to do this, and I've got that dialed in, and then someone comes in and throws you a monkey wrench, and it just it puts you in a bad place. Yeah, so uh, you know, in those times, you just kind of got a cowboy to hell up. Yeah, of course you, know, you but, do. 
Um, anyway, so I'm thinking from her perspective, and she was saying like she read all the reviews of the Google reviews on our on our Google page for our business, and what all these people saying what a great experience they had, and that's why she picked us. And she had driven all the way from Tampa, which is like two Whoa. hours away, and she had a hair and makeup artist booked to come. And so basically, it was like you know I have a chalkboard and and I always write their name on the chalkboard. Right. I'm playing music when they come in. I got candle bur- you know burning. I had nothing. I hadn't even like swept the front room. There's like leaves from outside, like bunched around the lobby and shit. And so, you know, I really had to pull it out of my ass, you know. Um, and anyway, so I turned it around. I really hustled. And then while the hair and makeup was doing, I tore down the whole studio, put up all different lights, and I was talking to her, kind of find out what she wanted. Ended up being a killer session. But in ten years, I've never had anybody. I never had that happen. Somebody just shows up. Right. I had to, I had it happen with a cons- consultation where I thought it was on Wednesday and she showed on Tuesday. Knock, knock on the door. Hey, here for my wedding consultation. And that's something you really have to be prepared for. What were you for wearing at the with time? With a dossier. What were you wearing? I was okay. Luckily, I was, you know, it was, it was, it was like six o'clock, so I was still in my clothes stuff. But it was like, oh, wow. So come on. And I was Columbia like, oh, Sportswear I shirt. I'm like, I could have swore it was yesterday. And she's like, no, it was today. And then before she left, her, uh, her boyfriend goes, yeah, I think it was yesterday. I mean, I think it, I think <laughs> it, was, it was tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I think it was tomorrow. And I went back and checked the email, and yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. my God. She had just come a day early. But anyway, luckily, so the hair and makeup artist was like on point. She was, I mean, she was pretty when she walked up to the door, but when the hair and makeup artist got to her, she was wow. just not. The picture I showed you earlier. That's the picture you we'll showed me? On the page, that girl. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, she's just absolutely unbelievable. She doesn't look human. No, she's like one of those uh, so she's beautiful. perfect look. symmetry. Her face is perfectly symmetrical. Both her eyes are the same size. And they're exactly on the same plane, and, and everything about. And she's her. got two of them. That, yeah, that helps. Always helpful. Yeah, but, <laughs> unless you're a pirate. Yeah, but yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. that was, and anyway, so it was one of those moments where you got a choice to either like I could have I could have sent her off because it was her mistake, and I could have been like you know I'm sorry I don't work like this and blah blah. But I ended up having like an amazing session, had a great time, worked with a new hair and makeup artist who was phenomenal, made a connection there. And really just kicked ass, you know, did an awesome job. And so, um, you know, it was just a weird day. And then I had another client, and we don't work. I, my last session is at 5 if I have one, and then I don't work after that. I go home. And so Julie booked one at 6 p.m. because it was this author. She just finished a book, and she um, needed a headshot for the book jacket cover. And uh, and I was, again, I was just in a bad mood. I'm like, I, and I even kind of got a, got mad at Julia. I was like, I don't work this, this, I don't do that, blah, blah. And it came in, and it turns out she's an author. She's, like, writing books about exactly the stuff that I usually like to read. And we had a really great session, and we connected and had a really cool, like, everything went really well. And, and, um, and so I had a really tough day yesterday, but it ended up being everything that happened was awesome. Everything that, even the right. stuff that seemed to go wrong ended up going really well. But by the end of the day, I, dude, I seriously, I laid down and I fell asleep. Like, just wow. I just passed out when I got home. I was just out. The stress. And here's the thing. It's like, when I look back on it, I'm like, what did you do that was so stressful? It was like, I shot four headshots. Yeah, I was about to say, really? Four headshots? Is this overwhelming to you? I shot four. Yeah, but it's not that. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Because just knocking on the door and having someone standing there saying, we had an appointment, when you didn't know you had an appointment, that right there is a pucker factor. And my fucking burrito bowl got cold, though. Well, that's, you know, I never get to eat. I was a little disappointed. But anyway, so it's been kind of a crazy week. And so now we're here. You actually are in Orlando today. I know, where I know I today. I drove up because you're uh, you're having a big meeting for... Right. I am uh, fortunate enough to have been asked to be on the um, board of trustees for PPA Charities, which is a okay. cool... It's a fundraising organization. Work a lot with like Operation Smile. Okay, well, now, wait like a minute. That. Now, what's the difference between being on the board of trustees for PPA Charities and being a member of a committee? Um, well, the uh, PPA Charities is a separate organization from PPA. Oh, okay. They're just like 
sort of the charitable arm that's kind of related, but it's got separate incorporation, bank account, separate money. Oh, separate, okay. It's just a separate. So basically, what it's called a pass through charity, where it's just a charity that raises money and gives it to other charities. The cool thing is, is that about PPA charities is any um, not for profit or charity or even individuals in certain cases can apply for funding for something that they're doing through PPA charities. So there's an application for funding on the website ppacharities.com. So if you work with a charity that you think is like you know, deserving of whatever, you need some funds and you can apply to PPA charities for, to be funded, which is kind of cool. So, you know, we do a few different uh, events throughout the year. Operation Smile, we raise money for them doing a call, what's called the Celebration Smiles, Family Portrait Month. This year we did, or last year we did a really cool Periscope-a-thon where we got different photography instructors. You watched part of that. I did. All day and just live photography education through Periscope, like a marathon that lasted from 8 a.m. until midnight. It was really cool and you know, just raising money and uh, and donating them to charities. In some cases, even like Hurricane Katrina, you know, uh, some photographers were helped, you know, financially, you know, who lost their businesses and stuff like that. So you should ask for another burrito bowl. Yeah, that's what I should get. It's a tragedy. <laughs> Someone who apply for funding for a burrito bowl. A burrito bowl. I'll get a check for five ninety nine from yeah. PBA Tunes. You get PTSD <laughs> from, from the from the four headshot day. Uh, four headshots, man. I wake up at night screaming. <laughs> Where is my burrito bowl? How many headshots did you do? And four. that's not even like I have days where I shoot one hundred and fifty headshots, you know, and like right. four headshots in one. No, day. but it throws you off. It throws you off balance. Yeah, for it day. was just it didn't go yeah. according to plan, but everything turned out great. It was fine. Yeah. It was a wonderful day. But uh, yeah, so that's why we're here in Orlando, and so you know we needed to record, and and so you drove up to me, which I appreciate. But it was very cool because I didn't realize, you know, I walked in the room. I thought, oh, there might be somebody from the people here, whatever, to be interviewed, which there's no one where we are right now. But when I walked in the room where you were a few minutes ago, I was, oh, I know these people. Now, they're upstairs doing team building. Yeah, but there's a bunch of people I know from, you know, from from the from IPC and from the conventions, you know, and Bert and and Artie and all this. I was like, oh, this is great. I just don't need to do a trust fall right now. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I'm at my heaviest. I am not like, that guy. I'm kind of top heavy right now. Not that guy. And so I don't really want to do. A I trust am not fall. the guy who needs to do a trust <laughs> fall. I do not. I, I do. Not, I do not want to participate in your team building exercise. No, no, no. If you would just tell me what you need me to do, I will have it done before you hit the door. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, that's the way no I. No problem. But we're not going to hug it out. Yeah, we're, we're not. Gonna <laughs> we're not going to hug it out. <laughs> so what else is going on with you this uh, week? So tomorrow, not tomorrow. What's today? Uh, so yeah, well, tomorrow is the uh, salon. For the Tampa area Professional so Photographer Association, it's your competition at your local at my local affiliate, guild. yeah, uh, the first one of the year, and uh, there will be three judges, and one of those judges will be Linda Long. Oh, Linda Long. Linda Long. That's right. We've mentioned Linda on the show many times. She's been on the show a couple of times. Fantastic she will be judging. photographer from Tallahassee. Fantastic photographer, master photographer. And uh, she will be judging. And I had something happen today when I was talking about it to somebody. And, and this is not so much about photography as it is about human nature. Um, have you ever been in that situation where... Um, have you ever been, and this happens a lot, I find it hard sometimes to speak about something objectively without people immediately thinking that I'm trying to put a spin on it that's poor. I'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah, I'm going to need some clarification. I said, I said, Linda's going to be judging. I don't think I will do very well. Well, why is that? Well, because I know Linda. I know how she thinks. I, I know, you know, we, we've been in many discussions about competition, many discussions about me being upset about an image. Linda has never championed anything. has never been the one who had, you got screwed. No, everyone else would be saying you got screwed, but Linda would just be like, well, you know, if you had fixed these three, four things and you would have been okay. You know, that, you know, and she's got high standards. That's what I'm saying. And that's perfectly okay. 
And so I'm just saying, I don't think I'm going to do that because Linda's the judge. But it doesn't mean I don't like Linda or that I hold it against Linda. I'm just being, you know, they say, you know, they say know your judges. I know you, my Linda. judges. I love Linda. We love you, Linda. And I don't care. And, and, and furthermore, she should absolutely be who she is and judge how she should judge. But that doesn't change the fact that I have a... But you know her well enough to know that she just doesn't like your work. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say she doesn't like my work, but I would. I, I but I would say that that she absolutely feels it could be better than but it you is. You always do good at Tampa. Uh, I, I do okay at Tampa, but I'm just saying that um, that I, I, it's tough sometimes when you say something like that because people will be like. They, what was they, well, you're not even giving her a chance. And I'm like, well, it's not about giving her a, a chance. I'm. Wait, she's not. You tend to towards immediately going for the negative, though. You 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 do. That's yeah, your personality. I'm, well, that's my, per, my 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 thing is you know under promise over perform. You know, if you expect, expect nothing, then you're very very you. happy when it happens. But people expect you to be taking the negative line. So even if you're not, they're going to already assume that's what you're yeah. going to say. I mean, I'm not upset about it, but I'm just saying if it goes that way, it won't surprise me because I know her standards. I know the work she puts into her images. And and I know that there's not an image I put up, especially because the stuff I'm putting in is, you know, me, I ride on the 80 all the time. I don't have anything going in that's going to be like, you know, well, that's definitely should be an 80 you don't know 86. That. No, I know. Are I looked put, at the are images. you putting in the one image that we talked about in South Carolina? Uh, as a matter of fact, yes. Yeah. I, worked, I worked on that today, and, I, really and, I, and I put it in today. But the question was black and white or color, and I, st- and I went to black and white, and then I went back to the color. Hey, I trust your instincts. Well, it's mostly black and white anyway, hey, really. speaking of Tampa, we are doing another we are. That's right. Photobomb right. Live. We have been invited to uh, do a photobomb live recording at the Tampa Area Professional Photographers Association. It's going to be May 10th, I think. Right. May 10th, I think. Is the I day. feel like I didn't finish my thought. Hey, you know what? Um, basically, um, you don't think Linda's <laughs> going to like your work. No. And, that's not my point at and all. people were assuming you can't say something objective without somebody thinking you're putting a negative spin on it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay, yeah, I got Or it. that you're upset or something. Was and, there more there? Well, no, but I'm going to make sure that the audience <laughs> understands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but haven't you been in that with your wife and your stuff like that? You're like, well, you know, this isn't going to go. And they're, and they're like, well, you should. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm just saying that my observation no. has been that this is the way this is going Sometimes to go. Sometimes people want you to be upset so that they can, like, give you advice. Like when you say 16 hours in a car with my mother-in-law is probably not going to be a party. Well, you don't know. How do you know? I, like, I, eh. You know, no, you're right. I don't know. But if I had to put money on it, I'm going to go with the no side. My mother-in-law has uh, IBS. Doesn't mean I, and she doesn't loves mean I hate my food. mother-in-law. It's not going to be a good ride. Doesn't mean any of those things. I'm just saying that all things considered, I'm going to make an objective call here and say you. it's not going to be a party. I hear you. Doesn't mean I don't love everybody. I think you're going to do well. I think you're going to uh, be fine. I, I, my case is not that strong, really. And, uh, and again, I know... This is where you're boo-raying everyone. And I know... No. You, see, this is... You're doing exactly... You're doing exactly <laughs> what I was just talking about. And you're, you're, No, I'm not. I objectively am looking at my case and looking at my cases from previous years where I scored 80s and 81s. We're being so meta right now. We're like doing the thing inside the conversation about the thing that you no, talked about. I'm just saying, yeah, exactly, because you're doing it to me. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, no, if you looked at what I've got in going but in. You're assuming I'm being negative no, now. Now you you're doing what, it inside me doing it, inside talking about doing it. I'm the dude, playing the dude. <laughs> but this guy. Be another dude. <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is if you looked at what I got going in now and you looked at what went in like, like last year or the year before, you would probably go, not your strongest year. And since I'm always on the cusp to begin with, 
Yeah, you know, I think I've got maybe one or two in there. The best six, is yet know. to come. Oh, yeah. uh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a walk away. So we are doing a lot. Another photobomb live, and so we've gotten some great feedback from the live show. Um, yes. Yes. I think my number one feedback from coming back from South Carolina and doing that live show. And thanks to David Junker and the association up there for having us. Yeah, David was fantastic. I, and, and I think I'm going to drink less. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there was at least one comment where someone said, "How drunk were you?" That was J- you know, our buddy Jim yeah, Ferrara in New York. Yeah, he's like, "How drunk were you?" I was like, "Actually, not that bad." I mean, a little. No. no. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, we're going to be a little nervous. It was a live crowd, and you know, that was you know, it was it was cool. I love the interaction. Um, you and I, we both know that when we do this, we don't have a plan, and so that was a thing. It's like we're going into a live show, going, "Is everybody going to be okay with the fact that we have no plan that right. we just sit here and talk?" And it ended up being really fun. I had it was fun. It was a good time. Now, the difference between you and I on something like that, and you're going to experience this in Tampa too, is. My years as a professional broadcaster. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When I'm talking, when I'm doing this, I'm thinking about the person who's on the other side of the microphone. Mm-hmm. And the fact that there are people in the room that I don't, I don't care. You know, whereas you, you're thinking about the people in the room who well, are looking somebody's got to think exactly. about the people. So in the you're room. thinking about, I need to entertain these people. And all I'm thinking about is entertaining the listener. I understand. Because I'm like, they came to watch me do this thing. And if it's boring for them, I'm sorry. Because this is, I'm doing this the same way regardless. That's why I make a good team. Yeah. Exactly. I'm thinking about the people. And you're thinking about the other people. And I'm the dude, <laughs> disguised as a dude. Pretending to be another playing dude. Playing the other dude. One of the best comedies of all time. Hey, in interesting news, did you see they released the trailer for the new Ghostbusters Yes, I was going to... You, you didn't even say it. When you yeah. said in interesting news, I knew yeah. exactly what you were going to well, say. Well, you and I talk about this all the time, that Ghostbusters is probably the best comedy ever made. Hmm. It's up there. It's up there with Airplane. It's up uh, there. For, uh, More laughs per minute for Airplane, but more staying power with Ghostbusters. Yeah. I, yeah. Mean, I mean, it's just classic. I like, watched the trailer a couple of times today, and I'm a little worried. All right, I think it looks great. It looks great, it but looks I'm a great. little worried about. I just. It's all going to come down to the dialogue. It's like, is it? It seems mm. like they're almost going to make it a different kind of movie. Well, it also seems like they're kind of trying to remake it, you know. And like the first scene is in the library, you know. Yeah, they first and see the oh, and we're going to have the hearse and everything, and and. But the names are the same, so they're kind of remaking it. And are I would they have, the same? Yeah, it was Vecman. Like, what's her face uh, from Saturday Night Live? They're all from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Kate uh, McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. She, her name was Vecman. I heard him say, "Hey, Vecman." He says, "Vecman, is it the is it the wig or is it the hat?" Um, <laughs> and uh, I would have liked it more if it was just like, oh, you know, they're the daughters of the original Ghostbusters eh. or something. Just continue it a little bit instead of. I don't. We don't need to remake it. I just don't care as long. I don't care as long as it's funny. I just don't care. Well, and that's true. But it's a high bar. But here's, it's an extremely yeah, high you bar. You can't make the same kind of movie because it, you just can't make well, a better first, version of that movie. Well, no, you can. And also, it was so surprising. Like when you, I remember watching The Tonight Show when Bill Murray came on to promote the film. And they showed the scene, you know, he's a nasty little bastard, isn't he? I think he can hear you, Ray. And then the <laughs> Slimer comes at him and hits him. Ah, bam. And Jackroy bends over and he, he leans up and he goes, man. he slimed me. And it brought down the house. And now you see it, you're like, whatever. But at the time, it was such an unexpected turn of comedy. And no one really expected to see that coming. And you can't do that again. You can't put the lightning back in the bottle. Yeah, no, I hear you. But anyway, just I thought that you and I, since we talk about so much about Ghostbusters, that'd be pretty good, you know, to... Uh to address here because you know we talk about photography and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Hey, in other awesome news, this last week <laughs> I, I got a uh, I got an article published on Huffington Post. Yes, you did. Yeah, yes, you did. It was a big shot now. Yeah, except I noticed it. The, the it, it's it was weird because you got an article published, but it's 
like under someone else's name. Right. Yeah. It's like her, it's like her blood. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. Yeah. Right. The author. Wait a minute. Who did? Well, the Huffington <laughs> yeah, Post. Yeah, I got an article published, but unfortunately, it's yeah. under the author's name. Yeah. The Huffington Post has many, many um, blog contributors okay. all over. Dozens, maybe hundreds, right. maybe thousands. Who's to say? Who's to say? Millions. But they have many, many contributors. And so one of the things is they got to constantly come up with content. And so they will reach out to people in the photography. Because the Huffington Post has a whole section for photography on its on, on its blog. It's amazing. And there's multiple contributors. And so the author, Jamie Davis-Smith, is the um, it's one her of the blog. It's her article for Huffington Post because she's one of the contributors to their photography blog. And um, so she asked me if I would do an article. It's like five tips when starting a photography business. And so it's cool because like I'm thinking, hey, I'm going to write this article. And I went into good detail. Like, I put some good stuff on there. And I really put some thought into it. And so um, and, and I sent it to her. And it got posted. And it's like... Jamie Davis Smith. And it's like, God bless her. It was such a cool opportunity. (laughs) I'm so stoked to have been published in that way. But... It's her name on the article. Right, because in the article it says, Gary Hughes, who is a blah, 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 like gave me five tips, but the article still says it's by her. Yeah, she, well, she wrote the intro paragraph, to be fair. Exactly. The paragraph introducing <laughs> introducing my 5,000-word article. Like, right, <laughs> right. You know, I thought it would be like, oh, you know, this is a, a thing by Gary Hughes, but it's it, it's kind of like... You know the podcast starring Boo Ray and Gary, and here's our host. Here's our here's our, here's the person we're going to interview, and they do all the work, but it's our podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's fine. She's awesome. I've read a lot of other articles that are really great, and um, it was really an honor to be asked to do. And it. also, so pretty stoked. If you're a blogger for something like the Huffington Post, you can't possibly write all the content every. You've got to get absolutely. other people to guest write for you. Oh yeah, it's like uh, like the Photobomb uh, uh, Facebook page. It's just basically it's like a news feed for photography yeah. stuff that I get from other websites. But I it was weird it. when I went there and I'm like, okay, this doesn't say it's by Gary Hughes. Because I, I thought it was that they had someone who just recruits people to write a blog post and it's by them. Right. Yeah, well, I kind of, I, I, you know, I could have used a little guest blogger credit, something like that. Well, Whatever, something, you know, it, a little something, something maybe next nice, time. Right? Maybe next time. You this don't is, get nothing for it. This is my trial run. Pay you. So there was a comment, only one comment. So I guess that probably like ten people read the article. That's worse than having none. Yeah. I had no one comment is I'm worse. Just saying, than if zero. you have no, yes, because if you have no comments, then you think, well, maybe it's broken. But if you have one comment, then you know it's not broken. It's just that nobody gives so, a shit. So guess what, motherfucker? When uh, I have a podcast that literally tens of people listen to, you don't go and bomb my fucking uh, Poffington Post article. Oh, that's, oh, let's call this guy out. Yeah, call De- him out. Oh, Declan O'Neill. Uh, negative commenter. Wait, wait, wait. His name is O'Declan? Declan O'Neill. His name is Declan? Okay. Yes. Declan O'Neill. And so Declan O'Neill says about my article, which I worked hard on, by the way, the most important skill you will need in setting up a photography business is not even mentioned here. Marketing skills. The zillions of photographs uploaded by millions of people show clearly that the distinction between professional and amateur photographers has long since disappeared. There has to be a compelling reason to pay good money to hire a photographer. Unless you can define and communicate your value proposition don't even think of starting a business you might be the best food photographer in the world but image banks will undercut your charge several fold for a reality check study what's available on image banks and at what price and ask yourself how you'll persuade a potential client to pay you more now that's valid valid that's a great argument here's the thing asshole it's not the only five things to know when starting a photography <laughs> yeah. it's like here's five tips yeah it's not like the best yeah here's five tips in order from best to worst right. here are the only five things you need to know yeah. it's just here's five tips five great spices for cooking you, you didn't mention paprika you son of a bitch <laughs> i didn't say it was the only five spices declan o'neill you're right on point except you're an asshole <laughs> 
Read the freaking title. It doesn't, it's five tips. Not five, the only five things. It's like five places that you might want to see before you die. Be like, you left out Ibiza, you asshole. What are you doing? That's number six. Number six was actually marketing. Number six would have been marketing skills. What a dick. Declan, you're a dick. I want you on the, call into the show one time, you dick. Well, here's what I, what I don't get is, oh, well, you know, he says it's the most important. So I guess in his opinion, of those five, one of them should have been left off and replaced with marketing. I guess so, but isn't that fucking subjective? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, obviously... Because let me tell you, all the marketing in the world isn't going to help you if you also if you don't know how to turn the camera on, if you don't know... What, what were the five tips? Oh, what were the five tips? Uh, let me just go back here, because I certainly don't remember. First one was think long and hard about it, because the photography is a great hobby, and doing what you love for a living, as I've said many times, okay. can take the passion, can take the joy okay. out of the we're not We're not even to the building a business part mm-hmm. yet. Just, we're still in the, in the very beginning stages if do you even want to go down this path? Think, yes. That's great. That's one. Right, that's number Two, one. Analyze your market. Like, make sure that you're not going to start a wedding a wedding business in go. a market with all senior citizens. That, there you go. And that's okay. uh, that's marketing. And, and again, this is all pre-marketing. This right. is all stuff you would do before you got to the marketing right. point. Do the math. This is critical. It talks about basically um, figuring out your budget, deciding how much money you want to make to help again, you decide what to charge. Done before you ever get to the point where you're marketing. Right. Okay. okay. Good. Four, stand apart. And this is basically like find a way to be different in your market. Find something that makes you unique. Branding. All, once again, we have not even opened our doors yet. Right. And community, number five, would be like being a part of groups like PPA, WPPI, and, and being a part of associations okay. you get to rely okay. on other so, photographers. So he's given you – you haven't even gotten to that. It's because like there's a hundred things, and you're listing like maybe the first five. We haven't even gotten to marketing. We haven't gotten to learning how to shoot, understanding. Yeah. We haven't gotten to that stuff. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Declan, you dick. I forgot. I also forgot to put. Make sure you know how to use your camera. Yeah, yeah you know. But, but I like. But all of those things actually see they fit into a universal theme, which are these are things that are that are mostly research and mind related before you actually drop a bundle of money and start something that's going to be a disaster for you make sure your area is Can correct I read you make the sure title of the article read read slowly lay the title five tips for starting a successful photography business yes. not building a successful <laughs> photography business or having one be successful over years but how to for starting and it doesn't say the best five the only five it just says five the internet's man yeah people P- people are a-holes yeah i bet declan wouldn't say that shit to my face no he probably would he probably yeah. i bet he's large and got ham-sized yeah. fists he'd probably punch me a lot if he ever met me in he person. wouldn't he wouldn't. No, he would just go. Well, marketing. And you go. Well, you go with that too. But if I if I'd have had more room, I'd have done that. Yeah. He'd have gone, if, okay. If they'd have told me to write six things, I might have said marketing. Right. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Marketing is not specific to the photography business. Well, no, it's everything's marketing. Right. So I mean, I wanted more specific to the photography business. Stuff. Well, yeah. You know what? Yeah, but, I don't got to defend I'm myself, saying, you Declan. Well, you're right. I'm I mean, Declan. I don't have to you, defend myself. Well, I don't get how. That's like saying marketing. Well, yeah, every business is marketing. Like you said, this is photography. Here's some things besides. Besides marketing, you know what you didn't put on there? Open a bank account either. Ooh, you didn't put open a bank good. account. Get a business license. Wear pants. Ooh, yeah, that's good None too. of those things <laughs> that that you also have to do. Uh, oh my, Declan O'Neill, <laughs> warrior for justice and marketing. <laughs> Riding on his steed and correcting people's blog posts. It's Declan O'Neill, motherfucker. Oh, well, we're whooping out the MF on Devin now. He will never hear this. Such a shame. I'm going to post a comment to his comment with a link to this episode. Oh, my God, I'd be so happy if you did. I'm going to. I'd be so. But, you know, Devin, in his mother's basement. 
with his with his laptop from 1994 right. will literally have an orgasm oh, man. if he hears us mention him on this I must have said day. his name like 50 times he'll go now. nuts yeah. he'll go dude he'll play it for all of his friends and it'll be you know well yeah, he'll play it for his friend he has that one probably has the one and <laughs> and you know this would be a big deal for him uh, I need a little full house like soft humming in the background here alright <clears throat> hey there kids it's your Uncle Gary, and I just want to remind you that when you uh, post a critical comment on someone's blog post that they worked really hard on, you might hurt their feelings. But when you do so, make sure not to use your real name, Declan O'Neill, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Things done. you know. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. I'm just kidding, Declan. You're absolutely right. You're a wonderful person. I'm going to go kill myself later. Can Thanks we get for sued for for saying bad things about Declan? He posted it on the public internet. Screw are, we, are, we, are, we, are we defaming his character? Um, no, I think Declan's a great guy. Probably a fantastic <laughs> photographer. That's right. I don't have a bad thing to say about him. All this was satire. I agree. It was all, it was all satire. <laughs> People versus Larry Friend, 1973. This is all satire. Oh, man. So we definitely filled up some time. That's yes, great. That's really fantastic. Right. Let's talk about a couple of things. We still have time to talk about what's the, what's the clock look like? Isn't it time to wrap this show? We, we are at 36 minutes right well, that's, now. Well, that's his show. I want to say one thing. All right. Um, about um, our sponsor. Oh, I forgot we have one sponsor. Absolutely. I would like to invite you, those of you who are, have been looking, eyeing, drooling over that lens or that camera body and you just want to try it out, visit our friends at thelenspal.com. And if you use the code PHOTOBOMB at checkout, they will give you 10% off your order. Is the code PHOTOBOMB or is the code PHOTOBOMB at checkout? PHOTOBOMB. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you okay? You got me. That was a surprise. I don't know why that tickled me so much. I don't know why it is. <laughs> that was like what it wasn't was really like, great. It was Surely just... there must be something you could do. No, there isn't. And don't call me Shirley. Just, just stupid. That's the way you stupid. said it. You'd use the code photobomb at checkout. No, use the code f- at checkout, comma, use the code photobomb, and get 10% off there of you your go. order. It's shipped anywhere in the U.S. And thank you to uh, Jessica Abi Khalil for uh, hooking up that deal and being our sponsor here on the Photobomb Podcast. So that's pretty exciting All stuff. Right. Thank you very much. Coming up, my book, yes, Photographing Headshots, oh, yeah. is available for pre-sale on Amazon.com. When? Now. It's, oh, it's, oh, that's right. Pre-sale now. Yes. When, when will it be ready for shipping? Um, it says, <laughs> here's the thing. My publisher doesn't talk to me, right? So um, Yeah, I kind of got that experience myself. Yeah, they're not. Anyway, so they're great. Um, but they know what they're doing, so they don't need right. input from me, the author. But anyway, it's an awesome book. I worked on it for 14 months. Um, but it says October 2016, which I'm pretty sure is just way too far away. That seems way too far. It does, right? I mean, if it's ready to go to press, you know. Like, it's, it's so far away. My lab turns around a 30 <laughs> page album in 24 hours how long can it take to- <laughs> it's it's so fucking far away that if you order the book now it'll show up on your doorstep you'd be like what the hell what the- is this <laughs> son of a bitch but if you go to amazon.com and you read and you and you search for photographing headshots uh you can find it it's right there we'll put a link to it on the uh facebook page okay but it's important to understand that the the, the, about the price thing. Oh, uh, Amazon also guarantees a price at a certain amount. So when it's up for pre-sale, until it actually ships, the price looks higher than it actually is. So right now it's twenty-seven bucks. I think it should end up at about twenty-two. Okay. Um, but they don't. They'll charge you the correct amount when the book ships. So you know, 
just keep an eye out for yeah. that. But anyway, I'm really excited. I ordered mine. I was one of the first people. I would. I know. I would have totally given you a copy. I know, but I also know that you know pre-sales make you look good. It does. Want to help it does. Out. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, it. So, you need the pre-sales. I, and how's your book coming? Uh, it's been submitted. Well, the the. Well, you know, this might be interesting to some people how this works is the first thing they do, um, and it's changed since you did it, is they ask you to submit the images. And they want to look at all the images and then decide if your images are worthy of a book. Basically, is how it works. So you have to submit 120 to 160 images. No write-up, no text, no nothing. Just here's the images or the bank of images I will be pulling from if you want me to write this book. Right. And so then they look at the images, and then they decide, yeah, we'd like him to write this book, and then they offer you a contract. Oh. So that's the way, it, you know, because I was approached the way you were approached. They changed it differently. They, yeah. Like, I talked to I talked to Harvey, who was my editor, I talked to Harvey about it one time, and then when I got home, like three days later from a convention, there was a contract yeah. in the mail. So, no, it doesn't yeah. work that way anymore. Yeah. And Harvey's my guy, too. And Harvey didn't even know how it was working. Yeah. You know, he was, he was, he was like, I don't, they just changed it. So, Communication yeah, you, breakdown, so, yeah. baby! So you came in on the on the side where they were just throwing contracts at people. Now it's like you need to make we need to make sure you're it was like real getting deal. a mortgage in two thousand and three. Yeah. You just walk in, and yeah, here you no go. No doc, yeah, one hundred twenty loan <laughs> value. So I so I don't know. I still don't even know. You know if I'm going to have a book, but I'll tell you if they decide not to do the book with me, I'm going to self-publish uh, the damn thing anyway, because it took me too long to pick the images. Yeah. Now that I've got all the images together and I've got the timeline, um, it, writing it is not going to be that hard. The hard part is coming up with the 120 images that show basically every single picture you would take in the course of shooting a bar mitzvah. From the minute you meet the kid and you do pre-stuff with the kid to, to put the, what you can do with that, what products you can sell, to shooting the temple, that's to a, shooting the rehearsal. That's an awesome concept in an underserved market. Well, too, it's a cool. niche, you know, and so I know that it's like, well, you know, there's not that as many people shooting bar mitzvahs as there are weddings, but then there's also 27 wedding books that come out every year, and there's right. not a whole lot of bar mitzvah books, and so I thought, mine will have a little more shelf power. If somebody is looking, oh my gosh, I just booked my first bar mitzvah, they might go to Amazon to, oh, bar mitzvah photography, and I'm the only guy with a book. Right. I, there may be another book I didn't. You want to talk about a niche? Uh, uh, there are only and yours. Yeah, you're the same way. <laughs> the right? book, there's two headshot books ex- in, for sale on Amazon. There you in go. Existence, mine and Peter Hurley's. Yeah, there you go. So and that's and that's why I went that route because yeah. originally you were like, oh, do weddings, and I'm like, but no, they they put out four or five wedding books. There are a so year. many books on wedding photography, not a yeah. lot on bar mitzvahs. I mean, maybe maybe in the future, but I thought. What you know? Who, what 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 market can I serve this not being served? The Jews, yeah, well, <laughs> the people who take pictures of the Jews. That's right, absolutely. So, don't forget thelenspal.com. Use Photobomb at checkout for ten percent off. May tenth, we will be recording at the Tampa Area Professional Photographers yes. Association. Go to tappa.org if you want to check that out. We're going to be there May tenth, recording the second ever. Photo Palm Live, which will right. be and really, that's a beautiful. Really fun. By the way, that's a beautiful website, the yeah. Tappa.org website. You made it. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's my website. Pick up the cover. Uh, pick up the latest edition of Professional Photographer Magazine. On the cover is a picture um, that uh, was shot by a good friend of ours, and she's also featured inside the magazine. A long, good size uh, Like a six-page article yeah. in the magazine. Her name is Kira Dareberry. She's from Tallahassee. She had that happen to her this month. She also, in a SEPA a regional competition, got her final three merits for her master's. That's awesome. So she will now be a master photographer. She got the cover of the magazine, and she got the feature article in the magazine in one month. So from this point on, impossible to live with. Yeah, she the will worst. Be, we, we, just, I mean, not even, she's going to walk around with that magazine pretty much taped 
taped to her forehead. I'm comfortable with just never talking to her again. I think it's a good plan. That's a good idea. It's a good plan. Good. But uh, yeah, so that, that magazine, and there's a good little great story behind that too, because that particular picture is probably my favorite picture she's, I've ever seen of hers. And last year when it came up at IPC, it had already gone merit, but it was coming around for loan. And I was in the room because I was doing IPC Live, and it was on a break. So I was, hosting, I was the... hosting the live webcast. Mm-hmm. So I was on a break, so I was in there watching the loan stuff come up. And, and had been texting with her. She's like, I've got that one picture left to come up. I'm like, okay. So I'm texting and watching. And it comes up, and no loan. And it goes away. And she texts me, and she says, okay, i got to go do some work or whatever. And I'm like, okay, bye. And she goes away. Two more pictures go by, and then someone says... I want to bring that picture back from two pictures ago. The skeptic, it's called. And it comes back, and now they start talking about it. And I'm texting furiously. Hey, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Your picture came back up. No, nothing. She's gone. She's put her phone down. She's left. It comes back up. They talk about it extensively. It goes alone. So now I go out in the hallway, and I call her. What are you doing? I'm doing some work. And I'm like, you just went alone. You went alone. You went alone. That picture is now on the cover of the magazine. Very cool story. Very neat. Congratulations, Karen. You know, it, did, it wasn't even supposed to go alone. And then got brought back. Not only did it go alone, but made the cover. I know. Have you ever been on the cover? No. I've never been on the cover either. I'm actually trying to pander to PPA, and I'm writing an article for the magazine. And Jane, one of the editors yeah. of the magazine, was like, hey, we want an article on this. I said, how about if I write an article on this, then we might have a really good image for the cover. And she goes, sorry, all the covers are taken for the rest of the year. Yeah, see, I wrote, a, I wrote, a, yeah, I wrote an article. and had an article come out two months ago. But nobody's asking me to do a feature or be on the cover. Yeah, well, you know, I will you never be on the cover. At the last board meeting for Tampa Area Professional Photographer Association, the president of the board uh, said, said, Bure, when are we going to see you on the cover? And I said, that's not going to happen. You'll only be on the cover if you're the subject of someone else's photograph. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Because I'm almost to the point where I could take, I almost have a merit face. You could, yeah. You know, you I know. actually have a great idea. Where you for get, a get in real tight and then go black and white, and I look like a gnarly guy. Yeah, you just got to squinch up a yeah, little bit, like up. scrunch your face uh, up. Yeah, a little there bit. you go. You could do it. Maybe in like five years, you'll be merit face. Title: Constipated. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about all the time we have for today. All right, be sure and uh, check us out online. You can go to our website at photobombpodcast.com. You can send us emails at questions at photobombpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook in the uh, Photobomb Podcast group. You can find me and Gary course on facebook you can find gary at hughesfioretti.com yep you can find me at burayperry.com don't forget to subscribe on itunes that's right we will see you right back here next week see you later